When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehab Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and today we are going to talk about the reunion and the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. So a little bit of a programming note of the way we're going to do things. We have recorded right after the reunion. <laughs> okay, so that's what we are doing right now, here and now, the Bethamon Liana that exists in this moment. We have just watched the reunion, but not the finale. This video or audio is going to be stitched with our finale coverage, which we're going to record after the finale. So you're going to get one mega jumbo podcast if you're listening to it now, of both our reunion coverage and the finale coverage, but recorded at separate times. So we don't know the outcome, but we will later on in the pod. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear what future Liana Beth and Amon have to say about the outcome. But right now we are living in only reunion time. And we're going to talk about some of the segments and some of the coverage from the reunion. So first, let me bring in our fabulous panel, a man who's a little bit under the weather, but we're so happy he's with us here today. It is Amon Atwin. Amon, how are you? Um, could be better, but I'm, I'm glad to be here. Um, yeah, yes. a little under the weather, but excited to talk about the finale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hopefully be you'll weird. be better. Like, yeah, it's going to be such <laughs> right? a weird juxtaposition. Like, I'm like so low energy now. And then the next latter 30 minutes will be me. Back yeah, jumping off the walls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, hopefully that's the case. Hopefully you're better by a week from now. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's not dwell on that. Amon's going to be better and perfect. Yes. Not a problem at all. Our other panelist here, as always, Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about the reunion and the finale and to get into all the tea, break it down. Um, and I think that there were certainly some feelings shared during the reunion in particular. So I'm excited to discuss it. Yes. Okay. So let's jump right on into everything. First, at the top of the show, I do want to highlight the ACLU Drag Defense Fund, which was promoted, albeit sometimes awkwardly during the reunion. Uh, but that is super easy to find. If you just Google ACLU Drag Defense Fund, you can easily find it. They have a donate button where you can support um, all of the work that the ACLU is doing to yeah, defend drag across the country. So that exists. Plugging that as well. Beth, kick us off with your overall thoughts of the reunion. So I will say that on a scale of like one to season nine, I feel mm. like this was like a six. I thought it was good. Like there were some moments that we got to break into. I like seeing some of the unseen footage that we got to mm. see kind of like behind the scenes or um, footage that was like left on the chopping room floor during deliberations with the judges or whatever the case might be. So a lot of that was fun. Um, but I really, I really feel like if it's going to be a reunion, it should be more about the queens that aren't going to be highlighted as much in the finale that we're also going to have an hour for. And I just felt like mm -hmm. it was the same queens getting airtime. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even although Irene was definitely one of those queens getting airtime, and clearly she was first out. So, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, Amon, uh, I would definitely agree with that. It felt like it was the Mistress Irene show to mm-hmm. a certain extent, um, with just a little smattering of some of the other queens with Sasha. <laughs> with Sasha, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I thought the same thing. And then um, Lux did tweet. She was like, we can't blame production for everything because the girls that just weren't talking actually weren't talking. So I'm like, OK, well, then I guess that explains that. Like if some of these girls just didn't really have much to say, then it stands to reason that they're just not going to be in the in the edit that much. So I'm not sure how much we can blame it on uh, on that production edit. as opposed to the queens. <laughs> blame it on the edit. Um, <laughs> you know what? To that point, I think. The reason why Irene got so much screen time is because she was not afraid to insert herself into conversations that had had nothing to do with her, Mm -hmm. which is why I tweeted about this. And I'm going to say it again. Tell me that they are not going to bring Irene back for an all stars with because I clearly she has the talent and she's got the personality and that she's going to make a real run for the crown. Like, I really think that they want Irene probably to end up being the first first out to winner like story arc that they can come up with. Oh, my gosh. That would be wild. I could definitely see it, though, because it felt like they well, one, yes, they were giving her a lot of airtime and it's not like they haven't brought back second or third boots out of a season. So it wouldn't be a surprise for them to bring Irene back. And yeah, in retrospect, it was a little bit of a shocking boot. I mean, you know, it's the first boot. You're just like, eh, whatever. But then when you think about it and people that were maybe mm, not as uh, engaging continue to stay on the season, it was like, okay, yeah, maybe we could have done with Irene for a few more episodes. Yeah, I mean, she definitely has like the Vanjie factor where Mm -hmm. she really makes a name for herself, um, even being the first boot out, like not only just at the reunion, but just like throughout the season on social media and posting all of her looks and everything and always have like something to say for the episode. So I think that she really um, stayed pretty omnipresent throughout the season. Yeah, totally agree. I also think, too, like you have someone who clearly comes from like a very traditional drag scene but has a very different drag aesthetic that is very polished mm. um, and very unique and out there. And I'm not going to say that Vanjie doesn't, for example, um, or any other first boot doesn't. I James Mansfield is very unique and has all those things, but there's something about Irene that also harkens to like um, the way that, Aquaria maybe would hold herself as like a winner or someone like Simone would hold herself as a winner. I'm not saying drag aesthetic wise, but Mm -hmm. there's just something about her that I feel like she's got personality. She she's got reads for days um, and she's she's got just an aesthetic and a look to her and a confidence. And I'm just like. She's coming back and I really feel like she has a good run for the crown, Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But conversely, there were queens like Amethyst, for example, who got to Twitter and said, it's really disappointing that I was really only asked about a relationship that happened two years ago that was basically wasn't even a thing. And I didn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time I got to talk. So I think the difference there is that if you have a queen like Amethyst, who probably doesn't feel as comfortable just like inserting herself into a conversation that has nothing to do with her versus Irene, who's like, "Uh, I'm going to kiki and talk if I need to get my screen time. There's a, there's a veracity of and a hunger there. That's going to be a little different. And of course they're Mm going to reward that with screen time. That's just how the producers and these kind of shows work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I think that's the difference is yes, there were questions directed at Irene, but Irene also just shoved herself in, as you said, inserting Mm -hmm. the conversation and like, 
I mean, that got her more airtime. So go off, girl. Okay, I want to go through just some of the sort of major segments, if there's any sort of big takeaways. Uh, But first, this was definitely a reunion of references when it comes to the looks. Mm. So here are a few that were pointed out, either I noticed or pointed out online. First one, obviously, Princess Poppy is Rebecca Rebecca Glasscock with her entrance look, which was so funny. As soon as she as soon as I saw the yellow in the hair, I was like, oh, my God, it's Rebecca. Yep. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, come through season one. Yes. Sugar and Spice both had like the same intro. Lizzie McGuire movie reference from them. Selena referencing to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar, which then I watched again after the reunion because I was like, oh, I love this movie. I want to watch it again. And Marsha, 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 Cher from Clueless. And Marsha also had my favorite, I think, of the entrance lines, mainly just because it was the most relatable, which was if you come for me, I will apologize immediately. (laughs) I felt very seen in that moment. I feel seen. Okay. Let's just I'm just going to quickly run through some of the segments, I guess. Stop me if there's anything that you want to talk about, because, you know, again, to a certain extent, a lot of it was fluff. So we got the segment about mistress stealing stuff. OK, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not super informative, which like I couldn't tell. Was it stealing from the queens or stealing from the set or both? I guess both. Both. both? Okay. But, like, show that in the show, like they only had one question about it that we had no information about. There's no excuse to put that in a reunion when you know what the audience saw and what they didn't see. Well, yeah, because it was like because the way that Rude phrased it was about the the quiz that they had done or the, you know, who who is most likely to blah, 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 superlatives or whatever. And that's how it came up. But yeah, I don't know. And then I guess Mr. Or Anita took a or Anitra took a light. But it was like a light bulb (laughs) or like a light 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 fixture. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. A lighting rig took a whole rig home. (laughs) yeah we got a segment of the twins um with you know twinning and sort of you know that whole thing with what mistress said about like bitch stop playing in my profession you know so sort of like where that initial tension came from but then that dissipated dissipated pretty quickly then twins just sort of like popped up here or there when rue was like are you speaking english or whatever (laughs) <laughs> they were just, you know, they were there sort of chiming in with their nonsense. I don't know, mm-hmm. Amon, if that was you were happy to have a segment on the twins. Yeah, it was nice to see them again. I feel like um, it wasn't as twin heavy as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely leaned more towards Mistress and mm-hmm. uh, Irene and all of those people. But um, it was still it was still nice to see them again and just have them sort of just like, in, you know, insert their little weird tangents from time to time and they seem to be very like combative with one another like it seemed like spice was just ready to read sugar at all times mm-hmm. like i was like what's yeah. going on were y'all fighting before this <laughs> yeah i got that vibe too because then there were the reads that sometimes and this happened also i would say with lucy and mistress um where sometimes there are reads that are like i can't tell if these are jokes or are you genuinely insulting the other person <laughs> Yeah, is this read or is this just shade at this point? Exactly. Like, yeah, point. exactly. And especially based on how the other person kind of took it, because some of the sugar spice stuff, I think, definitely falls under that, like, ooh, I'm not quite sure category. Mm-hmm. The Lucy mistress stuff, when Lucy was, they would do the, the shot of Lucy just being like, mm, mm. like, mm, I'm not going to say anything because I'm upset. Mm. Okay, we got the I'm in my blank era segment. Rue saying I'm going to, I'm in my go to bed at 8 p.m. era. <clears throat> same yeah yeah you wonder if she was in bed when the air when the episode was airing yep, probably 
let's let's be honest. There was also this part I actually thought was really interesting, especially given sort of our general consensus that feels like Sasha is probably going to win. There was a long discussion about always who was in that number two position, who came in second place. And I just think it's reflective of almost like the season (laughs) because it's like Sasha is going to win. So then it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. who's going to be the second place? Second place, Mm -hmm. I mean. Um, Okay, we got a message from Kevin Bacon to Lucy. That was cute. That was cute. I feel like she needed that little boost. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. That was super sad. Didn't know Kevin Bacon was a drag race fan. Maybe not. I don't think that he is. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, he didn't even say Kevin Bacon. Like, he didn't even say the name of the character. He was just like, you did great. Yeah. It felt a lot like a cameo. A cameo. Yes. Yeah, they like just they be had hitting paid up these, for a cameo. Right. They just be hitting up these celebrities, publicists, and being like, it would be good for you to send a little message into the drag race queens. I yeah, love the idea that. that the drag race producers were like, who's on cameo that we could like go and then just literally <laughs> upload it that like Hi, so and so. I hear it's your birthday. No, it's not. It's I hear it's the drag race finale. And I want to let you know you are so special. (laughs) So personalized. Uh, And then speaking of Lucy, we also got a let loose discussion. Let loose. loose. I know. Good, Good for her. Good for her. Okay, more segments. Lip syncs to die for, which was funny with Anitra being in most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a discussion of the Mistress versus Jack's lip sync, where I like how Lucy and Selena. Oh, by the way, Selena seemed like totally over this, and then also like tweeted afterwards, like she was like, "I'm going on social media for obvious reasons." Blah blah blah, something like that. Like, okay, it's because she, she was getting that. attacked about her response to the, Irene. The Read, yeah, okay. Which I understand to a certain extent, of course. Mm-hmm. But of course, I am white, so I can't really comment on I it. I didn't but. really get that read. Like her accent has never seemed fake to me. So I was like, I don't. That was a really weird thing for Irene to say. Yeah, to me, I I think like what because I you know there's definitely the times where she's like putting on more energy, but I didn't think yeah. it was like an accent thing. It was it was like a volume thing to me. Yeah, it was a. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, she just cranked up the volume. So well, that sometimes she's talking like this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But the accent's not different. So yeah, no. yeah I don't know. It was a weird read anyway. Uh, but it was funny for Selena and Lucy to get in though. Well, I think Jack still won <laughs> after the fact. And you know what? They're not wrong. <laughs> I know. The Robin Amethyst moment, the crush thing. Um, oh yeah, the one weird moment was when Aura was talking about having a crush on Poppy, and then all of a sudden Aura was like, Yeah, and I'm engaged. Oh, and donate to the ACLU defense drive. <laughs> Wait, what? That was Whiplash. so weird. Aura, Aura continues to just confound me as a person. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I feel like RuPaul and the producers are really like I mean, ever since Vanjie and uh Brooklyn, they've been trying to yeah. like recreate this like showman's thing and it doesn't always work <laughs> no especially when one of them is then getting engaged right after <laughs> i like how poppy though is just gonna get up and walk away I was, yeah like, like she was actually interested in like going after it and then like, like oh, i'm engaged no. like, why, it's just like, okay, no, why did aura ask would you still be interested in yeah. that and then poppy mm-hmm. was like mm. 
<laughs> and then she was like, mm, well, I'm engaged, bitches. It's like, what is this? Like, it's weird. You an air sign? Or <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we had some fan questions, a.k.a. from the queens that are either at the Vegas show <laughs> or in the Work the World tour. I don't know. They were all filming at the same place, whatever's going on right now. And also some mom questions. I don't know if there's if there's anything you guys remember from that. Most of them were jokes, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Um, like the whole Robin Fierce who used to work at Best Buy segment. That was mostly just like fun fluff. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love Did that Robin's come up on the show or was that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like originally on the show. Was it on the show originally oh, or was it just on social media that she talked about being a bus, uh, Best Buy? I very vaguely remember Robin Fierce being on the show, if I'm being 100% honest, like in general. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I remember I don't remember that. it coming up before. I'm pretty sure I'm it was either. on social media. So they were probably like, oh, well, if we focus on Amethyst, like Amethyst portion will be their relationship. And then we could talk about, oh my God, look at how crazy it is that people were in drag in public because it can be like a, a political statement that we could bring up. Like, I think that's what they were trying to do. Mm. Uh, okay yeah but I mean they actually brought it up later in more of a serious way so right uh, yeah I don't know know. um but yeah Amon you were saying um Robin's mom coming for mistress yes I love that just like are you talking about my child leave my child alone (laughs) and then Aura's mom also like oh Spice why do you think Aura should have been in the bottom for that hmm (laughs) I'm like because she should have been I'm sorry (laughs) we needed the twin lip sync okay yeah twin sync Okay, the next segment was all about reads. So we got some unseen footage with some reads that we didn't get to see. We also got to see some of the new reads, uh, especially from Irene, as we talked about with the Selena not having an accent or putting her accent on. There was nothing that like really struck me. I did like the interaction between Mistress and Malaysia with the you're a fat out. Al- I didn't know Fat Albert made a doll. It was like the Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> that was a good one. That was pretty funny. That was good. <laughs> Uh, oh, and a plug, of course, from Rue of the new Oral History of Drag Race book. That sounds interesting. Uh, and Don't Fuck It Up, I believe, is the title. I'm so curious. This is the first time I'd ever heard of this. At first, I thought it was a joke. And then uh, someone, Mistress, had the book. Oh. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's real. This thing exists. Very fun. Uh, is it an oral history if it's a book? I think you know what? So. I didn't even think about that. Can you have an oral history that's a book? I the think whole so. I think point just, of oral history is that it's spoken from person to person. I think you just transcribe it. Oh. RuPaul yeah. spoke it. Maybe it's just an audiobook. <laughs> that's a that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I mean, I seriously thought about that. I was like, maybe it's just an audiobook. And then I'm like, but why would you be holding it? I guess you can hold an audiobook if there's like a CD inside. But then like, does anybody I have a CD anymore? Like that was the whole I, thought process I was going through. No, I think I think Amon's point stands is that like the history itself while it was happening was not written down. So the oral gotcha. history part is like Rue remem- remembering what had happened or whomever it had ha- remembered what had happened as it was going along. So I think. I think that's what they mean. But um, what I want is a real RuPaul remembering stuff because I it would be great when, you know, RuPaul's like, you know, that queen that did that. Well, who's that queen (laughs) who won the season where 
this happened. Like and unedited. It, like, like completely unedited. Happened. And then be like, Michelle, what's your kids' names again? And <laughs> like, because that's my favorite thing. Whenever I used to listen to what's uh, what's the tea, what, yeah. Michelle would be talking about, she'd be like, you know, my daughter Lily, and she'd be like, now, which one is Lily? <laughs> I'm like, you're the godparent. Like, this is hysterical to me. But we revisited the blank gates, which we actually had just talked about literally uh, an episode ago. Yeah. Metal gate, baby bunk gate, heaven gate, 40 inch gate, all that. So that felt like definitely a rehash. Uh, and then we had got to talk all about looks. So unseen looks from the eliminated queens. Well, mm-hmm. two of them, I guess. Not really a lot. Uh, we went through some Tudor boots as well as the Golden Boot Award presented by last year's winner, Maddie Morphosis. Mm-hmm. Fun. Not a whole lot, I think, to take away here, apart from the fact that the three nominated looks for the Golden Boot Award were two from the tie-dye <laughs> runway, Jax's and Marsha's, and then Selena, the ultimate winner of the metallic runway, her classic street sign, which I was happy that it was nominated because mm-hmm. that's the one that when I think back about Selena's looks, I didn't like. That is the look that I think of. So I'm happy that she got some recognition for it. Yeah. Plus, it means we get to see her next year at the reunion. Exactly. That's what I was. Part of me was like, of the three. I mean, OK, look, who do you want presenting an award between Jax, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha and Selena? Like, it's a home run for Selena. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy I didn't that they think do that- Marsh Marsh Marshes was that bad. Like, I mean, in terms of like tie dye, it was bad, but like in terms of like aesthetic, it wasn't that bad. I agree. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Like, she had worse looks. They literally yeah. talked about they one could of have them. done the, the Frankenstein night- one. Yeah, the beautiful nightmare look that everybody booted. That could have been one of the ones for the Golden yeah. Boot Award. Because especially once we knew that the the tear the the teardrops, the blood drops were tie-dye, it was just tough to see on the runway. Makes it a little bit more justifiable, but like in comparison, you know, anyway. Oh, and Jax's beautiful nightmare look too, which she herself immediately said boot. That could also have gone on the Golden Boot Awards. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we got some more drama between Lux and Lucy with the who should go home question. It just felt like there was a lot of underlying tension between mm-hmm. Lucy and some of the other queens like uh, Mistress and Lux, but it was never addressed in a way that I really wanted it to be. Like, it felt like they would just sort of talk about this here where you know, Lucy can throw some shade about like, well, you are wearing a, that's like confident coming from a person who wore a wig that was worn by a puppet down the runway. There's like these little subtle jabs, but I wanted like a fight. I was like, just get it out. There's all this tension here. Like, let's just, that's what I wish the reunion Mm -hmm. had spent more time on instead of just sort of this like subtle underlying tension between them. Just get it out, girls. Mm -hmm. I do love that she conceded about the baby bump though. That did settle my spirit. (laughs) immediately too it was like who was right and lucy's like lux was right so Mm -hmm. i'm happy that she can admit when uh when she was wrong i do also want to say i want to give lucy and mistress lux whole all of them a lot of credit because whenever they would show clips where they'd be going back and forth they were all laughing at like the other queens and themselves like clearly as like oh my gosh like this so stupidly funny what what an entertaining thing and it didn't seem like anybody when they were re-watching anything was taking anything too seriously and that's energy i want to see like it doesn't matter like or i mean it matters that they're able to talk about like yeah if lucy was hurt and i think it was justified that she hurt and i also want to give lux her praises of saying like yeah it did seem like i was dogpiling on you and i in retrospect and that's not what my intention was but i don't you know 
I was just saying my feelings in these different ways. And so I just, I appreciate though, those little clips of them watching things back and reacting and seeing that they're having fun with it, which is like, Hey, everybody at home, if they can have fun with it, maybe we can too. Mm. They were laughing. I don't know. Maybe this is me reading way too much into it, but like, yeah, they were laughing, but maybe it was just Lucy more so who was just still like holding, like it felt, felt like you were laughing because you know, you're supposed to laugh Mm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was still felt like, I, I was, don't know. I felt underlying tension. Maybe it's yeah. just me. <laughs> yeah. No, I felt it too. Okay. Okay. Good. I was so trying fun. to see if that's what she was doing and it felt genuine to me, but yeah, I, I don't know. Could be the editing too. Right. <laughs> the, the, if they put like a, li- right. the second they put a little bit of that, like tension music tone, I'm immediately, <laughs> which actually has nothing to do with what's happening on screen. <laughs> All right. The next sort of set of segments were all about drag and drag activism. So Aura talks about performing with Marin Morris in Nashville, obviously, given everything that's going on in Tennessee right now. Rue talks about, you know, let's go vote. You know, what's most important is a registered vote. And then we had a segment with talking about the four queens from Connecticut and then the lieutenant governor with the LGBT caucus from Connecticut had like a little video segment, which made me so proud of my current inhabited state. Just like, Oh, thank God. I am so grateful and thankful that I live in a place that is not Tennessee (laughs) is like the exact opposite. Like in response to the abortion ban, Connecticut was like, we are putting a law in place to have a safe haven for anybody who's seeking abortion care. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just like that. And with all of the, uh, you know, anti-drag, anti-trans laws that are going on right now, it's just so nice to be in a state that supports. And Lucy obviously also, you know, cries in reaction to this because she had a bad experience growing up. And so to sort of see that leadership moving forward really seemed to impact her in a positive way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We're almost done here. There is what the Rue described as the gather her segment, which was essentially, is there anything you want to get off your chest? Go for it. We got a few sort of funny segments with Amethyst's baby I guess Anitra had Amethyst's baby. She was going to do a Kristen Wiig character for Snatch Game that had little baby arms. And so she's going to use the little baby arms. That didn't end up happening. Uh, anything else? Uh, do you feel muzzled by social media? There was a discussion about that. I don't know. Nothing yeah. like hugely shocking. I feel like they have, like, uh, they have that question for them every year now the mm-hmm. uh, reunions about social media and how it really changed mm-hmm. how they can inter- interact with fans and yeah. how they can express themselves on the show yeah so all right then the last segment is sort of the top four their best moments and obviously i have my preconceived notions of what i think is going to happen in the finale and i think that these four moments really solidified what I think is going to happen because Nitra's was like, oh, we're going to talk about your performance in the first episode. Lux, we're going to talk about your runway with your zebra pants. Mistress, we're going to talk about your Daytona wind performance. And Sasha, we're going to talk about the blame it on the edit music video where Rue legit says, I'm the motherfucking queen of drag and I'm amazed by you. Ah, (laughs) okay. I don't know if you're going to crown a winner. Are you going to crown it to the one that you're like, I love your pants or I'm (laughs) amazed by you. I don't know. It's a little bit of a toss up for me. 
I almost won Sasha wins season 15 on the wall so I could say the writing's on the wall. <laughs> right there. No, I just like, I, I mean, you, I love that they thought, let's not put this in the normal episode because I think it'll be too heavy handed uh, in Sasha's favor. Instead, let's save it for one more week and say it before the finale at the reunion. But like literally the last segment. <laughs> the last thing before we go into the finale and you're showing me that Rue is like so emotionally inspired and engaged <laughs> with Sasha and everybody else was like mm, Anitra people call it noging how do you yeah. feel about that and then Sasha's like you're the most amazing human I've ever met I mm. a little different I mean Sasha could literally get on the stage next week and just take a shit and walk off stage. And RuPaul would be like, that was fucking protest art at its finest. I'm amazed by you. You're the winner. Like a thousand percent. And I'm not saying that in like, uh, I don't want Sasha to be crowned kind of way because I love Sasha. Right. But it is like, come on. Yeah. You couldn't have saved that clip for next week, like at mm -hmm. the finale. I don't know. I'm just like. Right. I mean, I, I don't I, you know, we talk about this sometimes with survivor edits. If it's someone going home and you know it's going home, why are you trying to make it seem like it's, you know, that it's up in the air? It's obvious. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what they're choosing to do here. But then it's like, just do it. I don't know. Earlier. It's yeah. just funny. It's like, OK, well, this is obviously it feels like a done deal, but mm -hmm. we will have to find out next week because that does it for us right here in this moment so we are done talking about the reunion unless Amon Beth is there anything else you want to say about the reunion the, no. the one last thing I do want to say that had to do with like the the political aspect of, mm. of the drag and such and I I loved that Sasha just so eloquently was able to say that the drag bands are really a way for them to ease into targeting Yes. trans people and as somebody like her who is a trans person and a drag artist she doesn't know how to operate in a place like that and like she is scared not just existing but also performing and i think that that is she's not the only one i mean modern drag has been shaped by trans women period um and so it's you know, just of the utmost importance that they gave her that airtime and that she was able to say it so succinctly. I just wanted to reiterate that here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And I think that that's why even more than ever, it's not just about the drag defense fund. It also helps to defend any member of the trans community because mm -hmm. it's all about playing with gender and playing with gender stereotypes and drag and uh, falls under that category. So again, promoting the ACLU Drag Defense Fund because it also goes clearly to helping stop the laws which oppress the trans community as well as the drag community. Yeah. Okay, great. So that does it for us here in the now. As I said, the finale is going to be individual performances with a top two lip sync. And when you hear our voices next, we are going to be so excited, happy, <laughs> tired upset i don't know we don't know what the reason shocked <laughs> shocked maybe. so shocked it'd be oh my god if it's not such a colby yeah jaw drop floor open wide anyway don't worry about that because in less than 30 seconds we will be back here quickly um i don't know if you're gonna stop listening to it here if you haven't watched the finale uh i guess you can find me on twitter at liana rhap beth 
where can people find you? Anything at Augusta Wind 11. And Amon. Amon Adwin everywhere. Oh, that's like, okay. Let's let Amon get some rest for a week and we'll be back soon. Bye. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back for us. For you, it's just been about 30 to 45 seconds. We are here now a week later after recording the previous part of this podcast. The finale has occurred. Our champion has been crowned Miss Sasha Colby, our season 15 winner. Of course, we are here to break everything down and give our thoughts on the finale. With me here today is Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? I am blown away. I could never have predicted this outcome from Drag Race. I (laughs) am shocked. My jaw is on the floor. Uh, No, no, I'm doing really well. We have a very deserving winner. Very predictable, but also, I mean... She's kind of mother, so. You know, right? (laughs) All right. Well, we'll get into everything from uh, our thoughts on the pod. One programming note. Unfortunately, Amon had... So, Amon... Amon works in a restaurant, and they had so many bookings for the drag brunch today for reservations that he just got super swamped with work and unfortunately couldn't join us here today. All thanks to the power of drag... (laughs) So, like, I am so sad that Amon can't be here, but also happy that a drag is alive and thriving, at least yes. at Amon's restaurant. But we do have a few <laughs> thoughts from him. He sent in an audio message. So we're going to be listening to that in just a second. But first, Beth, I want to get your thoughts overall on the finale. How did you feel with our hour and a half? I expected it to be two hours. When all of a sudden it ended, I was like, wait, it's over? Oh, no. Honestly, I kind of felt like an hour and a half was right. I I felt like the pacing was really good. I was happy that it wasn't two hours, but I also think we fit a lot in there and like, sure. Some of it was maybe like quote unquote fluff, but I liked the fluff stuff. I loved the, like the Bob Mackie lifetime achievement award and Mm -hmm. like the history of going back into that. I wish that, um, maybe there was a little bit more, which maybe this was hard to put together. So like last minute, I know that at the end of the, reunion last week they had like a little screen that popped up to some of like the drag and trans icons who have passed um recently and i maybe wish that we could have had like a little bit more of like more intense queer culture but i do appreciate that we what we were doing was bridging the gap between what quote-unquote hollywood and the world sees as fashion and somebody who has played such an important role with drag fashion as well so i kind of like the like normalization that that brought specifically with the times that we have but i don't know i just felt like every segment made sense and it was cool and i appreciated it to be honest I agree with you i think overall this is a really solid finale Mm -hmm. i think that the the pacing, the way that they had structured all of the segments, it never felt like it was too boring. We were always kind of jumping around. I think the inclusion of Jinx doing a performance was amazing. I think Leland and um, Orville Peck being able to perform with with Sugar still not knowing the words in the background, just swaying, like bopping, living her life. I, I think something was up with the twins. You think so? Did you notice they sat next to every single time they, they moved the families next to them and they never, yeah. ever reacted. Okay. Ever. 
So it's funny that you bring that up because my first thought, and I got so confused watching this, I was like, why do they keep moving Spice next to all the families? <laughs> Instead of like, Liana, use your brain for one second and think that they're moving the families, not Spice, <laughs> next to every family. <laughs> Which was weird. Like, yeah. there were so many cameras, Liana. Like, think, think it through, girl. No, um, there's two of them. They were both just in the same outfit and makeup. And they yeah. just... <laughs> well, listen, they kept alternating them. Yeah, exactly. It was a parent With trap the, situation. Uh, I think I saw online somewhere on Reddit. It was like looking like an Italian vampire or something. (laughs) Okay. I'm also going to say this spice, you know, I love you, but that foundation shade was so wrong for you. I mean, that's what she was going for, right? I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what she was going for. She's going for the Italian vampire. Do it for the hands next time, girl. Yeah. Well, that that too okay i don't know now i'm gonna have to go back and take a look and to see like what's going on on their faces i felt like i mean when they walked out at the beginning i didn't notice anything was awry no, um, and yeah. then to be honest didn't pay that much attention to them for the rest of the rest i of the honestly think because they are now mistress's drag daughters yes i do think that there was a level of big disappointment when she you know, she doesn't move forward. So I think maybe yeah. that was part of the energy change, but a lot of the talking to the families was before that. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I did notice that with both like after Anitra and Sasha had been chosen to move forward, mistress and Lux just look super <laughs> like in all that, when they had to be there for all the other segments, like Miss Congeniality and things like that. I mean, uh, totally understandable because I think- honestly, I loved it. I was like, show your emotion girl you should be yeah i mean it's totally understandable like if i lost i'd be pissed too (laughs) yeah okay especially well and also when we're competing for second place that's really like the goal here (laughs) sasha sasha is mother uh yeah well we're going to get into all of the different performances but first i'm gonna play or attempt to play amon's thoughts (laughs) so that we can just talk about everything and respond to things that he has to say so shout out to amon here's his lovely beautiful face Let's hear what he has to say. Okay, first things first. I love Princess Poppy's finale look. The mean girl fan in me was living from head to toe for that shit. Good for her. I was wondering if Irene throwing fake butterflies with a little bit of shade towards Asia O'Hara. But I liked her look as well. Everyone had a really decent look. I love the social consciousness of RMIRs, of course. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, I mean, without burying the lead too much, we all knew that Sasha Colby was going to take this. The lip sync. I, I had a feeling that it was going to be between her and Anitra only because you want good TV, you want a big-ass, you know, finale lip sync to marvel at. And it was, it was good. I didn't quite get the judge that I wanted, like, I feel like their listing during the season was a little bit more high energy than the one that they delivered um, during the finale. But I also think that the song choice has a little bit to do with that as well. So there's a little bit of that going on. I think that Eureka's, excuse me, not Eureka. Oh my God. I think that Mistress, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Mistress. I think that I liked her song the best. I love that she just had this through line of drag delusion the entire time smart marketing, smart branding, and just clever fun. Lots of fun. Um, I do wonder how everyone's uh, final performance was supposed to look, because we did get to see that Anitra accidentally fell on one of the dancers, and this dancer was in every single every single uh, 
finale performance, so they had to go ahead and rearrange everything. So a piece of me is wondering what things would have looked like, because the Nitras did seem a little understated. It, it felt as if something was missing, something was supposed to happen that did not happen. So I'm, I'm a little upset that we didn't get to see the fully realized performance. But other than that, I thought that the finale was lots of fun. It was great to see um, Cornbread again and Willow Pill. I also loved that RuPaul sort of like gave the stage to both Cornbread and Willow Pill. Because usually he'll stay up there and greet the new queen and the new queen will, you know, have some banter with RuPaul. But this time around, they let Willow Pill sort of like run the show for a little bit. And that was quite refreshing. That was was a lot of fun. I died when she said, thank you, Cornbread, you stupid bitch. That was hilarious. Um, all in all, a really fun finale. Um, and I am glad that the Sasha Colby meet and greet is finally over. And hopefully we get a little bit more intrigue for season 16. Um, I'm sorry. The Sasha Colby meet and greet has just begun. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. I mean, it's her year, right? This is her <laughs> her time to reign. This is her moment. This is, have, have it. it. <laughs> Who is it that referenced that in their package? This oh, I'm my sure moment. it was Lux. Probably Lux. This is my moment. I'm going to have it. Uh, all right. So, Beth, a lot to unpack with what Amon yeah. had to say. What do you what's your response to him? I agree about the, the entrance looks that all the queens had. I loved Irene's um, mm-hmm. where she was a butterfly and released the butterflies. I had the same exact thought. I think it absolutely was shade at Asia O'Hara. Yep. Um, and, you know, why not? We know that she's shady and I love it. Um, I liked the reference that Princess Poppy had. I thought the quality of it was a little underwhelming. The but fit, yeah, the brace fit thing was kind of weird. Like the the. I thought it was like it. paper. Oh, <laughs> like, it was like floppy. So maybe Lucy's it was like <laughs> Lucy. We got to talk about Lucy's look. You and me specifically. <laughs> we apologize, Lucy, um, for our comment. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, but it wasn't just us, right? Like, I feel like no. that was sort of the general response for people who were critiquing the looks was that like, Lucy, like, what's up with this makeup? And then she was like, I am going to elevate this to shut up all my haters. Well, and I think it is, uh, I mean, we know that she didn't have all the time in the world to be able to put on that makeup um, and have this fully realized look. So like, why not amplify it? Take the notes that some of us have said about certain things that could have been elevated and then apply it. And uh, I can't wait to see Lucy on Dragula season uh, six or five or something like that. Uh, No, no, no. Um, no, I, and then honestly, Lucy screaming for Sasha at the end of her performance <laughs> took mm-hmm. me out. It was so camp to just see this like demon drag queen be like, yes, yes! Bitch! <laughs> like, it was so funny to me. Um, but no, I loved all the looks. I have to say my absolute favorite look though was mistresses. Mm. That was so unique and beautiful and i loved it i don't know how she could walk <laughs> i don't know how she could breathe yeah amazing and that was beyond anything and the fact that sasha colby came out and still looking obviously amazing and everything and mm-hmm. i went all right but bring mistress back up because i want to mm-hmm. see something um no it was so good Yes. Um, so a few other things that Amon touched on was the comparison between 
this final two and the Anitra Sasha lip sync that we got to see during the lip sync Lollapalooza. And I totally hear what he's saying in terms of like the energy feeling a little bit different. And I think also like it felt more evenly matched mm-hmm. uh in to me um it also felt like both of them were coming with a very similar style whereas like this felt like sasha had a very clear concept of what she was going to do and she executed that concept not that anitra didn't and upon the rewatch right. when i was actively focusing on anitra i think she did a great job but just in that moment initially watching it it felt much more sasha colby overpowering i felt like Anitra, Anitra's energy wasn't where I normally would see. And I've watched it twice now, too. Mm-hmm. And even like you said, like the first time I was just absolutely captured, like, like, like uh, by Sasha Colby. Yeah, I, I forgot who she was lip syncing against yeah. in the moment. You know, yeah. she was she was just gorgeous. And I definitely understand the people who were like, I thought the lip sync was underwhelming and I didn't think that either queen was really that great or whatever. And I understand that critique. I don't necessarily agree with it mm-hmm. um, because I think what you're saying, what I'm saying is correct. I think we have like this idea of what they're both going to do and they, neither of them did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think was strategic. Why come out and do something that we have seen both of you do all season long or a few times in the season. If, uh, if you're Sasha, mo- more often than that, if you're Anitra, yeah. try to do something different. Right. Ultimately, I think that Anitra's um, reveal was interesting, but it wasn't like it. I don't think it matched the song. And I don't think that it It just was kind of like a and here's this moment where I'm like pulling a ribbon yeah. out, pretending it's blood and I'm bleeding or whatever. And versus Sasha's like. I don't know. I just felt like Sasha's fit the song better. No, I agree with that. I mean, so first of all, you had you. So Sasha had two reveals. So she had right. the uncocooning, which happened right at the beginning. Um, and then I was so curious. I was like, wow, she's in a gown. That's a choice. And yeah. then you have the moment where she essentially removes like the boning in the front, like the front piece, like, but that even the way that she pulled it out matched the beat of the song. Mm-hmm. So I think because of that, it definitely felt like it fit. It was purposeful. It was so premeditated and planned in a way that just fit. And I think to me is that professional excellence that we know Sasha Colby can do. Definitely. Whereas I do agree with the Anitra that the heart moment just didn't quite fit the same way. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, though, I cannot wait for Anitra to come back and win an all-star season. Oh, 100%. (laughs) The fact that she is not only a performer in that way, but we've also seen her be funny, uh, you know, maybe the comedy challenge aside, but with acting challenges and things like that, I think she can excel. And I I and she can design and construct outfits that uh, that gown that she made is still haunting me. Um, I also just want to give a little shout out to her and her dad. Like they were the two oh. that made me literally cry. I like literally started crying in the like the beginning of the finale. I was like, this is going to be a long night. Same. Same. <laughs> I, my emotions range from like heart, like overwhelming, like heart wrenching, like crying to like completely turned on and horny. Like if I ever needed yep. more evidence that like, yes, I truly am bisexual was watching Sasha in that final mm-hmm. performance. I was like, why am I so turned on right now? Stop me out of focus, focus. focus. I, uh, uh, girl, I know that we had sweets going back and forth, but like I'm fully ace. 
I am bi, but I am ace. And I watched that and I went, is this the tingle people talk about? Is this what it feels like? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. We're going to mm. save the listeners from my, like literally all my notes are all just about Sasha. And, and even when yeah. I rewatched it, I had to purposely tell myself, like, focus on an intro, focus on an intro, because it kept getting sucked back in. Part of this, too, so, I do ugh. think was the cinematography, though, because. Oh, for sure. The second time I watched it, I realized they, they really didn't feature Anitra too, too much. Like it was clearly yeah. the Sasha Colby crowning moment. You know what for I mean? Sure. Yeah. I no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that the show and all of us as well felt like, look, this is the correct decision. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it's not the majority of people like I saw Scally had put out a poll um, before the finale where it was about 40% of people that were wanting Sasha and then everybody yep. else kind of like split. And we see with the social media response too that Anitra had a huge response totally. for her. Um, but I think it just felt so correct to crown Sasha, especially given the time and place that we're at right now politically. So mm-hmm. all of those things just really made this to me the correct decision. Where would you rank Sasha as a winner of a regular season? Don't bring all stars into it. Oh, boy. I mean, she's got to be near the top, right? Because Mm -hmm. I've seen people being like, this is as dominant as Bianca Del Rio, right? This is like a top tier. I think because she had such a strong, because she had such a strong reputation coming in, I think she executed and delivered on that reputation. I think clearly Mm -hmm. she's a strong performer. Clearly she's a strong queen. Um, Some of the wins, we've discussed maybe undeserved. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that just throws a little bit of a wrench that maybe it's not like the top performance. It's got to be at least top. I mean, top two, three. I mean, it's still like so dominant. That's how I feel. The other thing I was trying to think of is, has anybody come close to having that kind of reputation coming in? And honestly, the person who was closest for me was Aquaria. Like Aquaria came into season 10 and everybody was like, Oh, Aquarius winning this season. Like it, like it was just kind of known, you know? Mm. And I got thinking about it beforehand and I was like, you know, around season three, it's not like drag had this huge platform like it does now, but Mm -hmm. Raja would have been a big deal having been on like top model and, you know, was kind of well-known within the LA scene. Um, And I kind of feel like Bianca Del Rio had within the drag community, once again, had some notoriety, maybe Bob. But again, Mm -hmm. I think Bianca, maybe a little bit more so than Bob because she had a career in both New Orleans and in New York city at this point, Bob was like New York. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. Like, I don't think we, besides maybe Aquaria have anybody who we can ever really say somebody who has come in with a reputation and delivered on it. Yeah. And I would say the times that she faltered in the competition, the, the way she handled it and reacted mm-hmm. to it and like, it, there was a level of professionalism and class that just yes. was like, okay, you can crown her for that alone. Uh, she is just seems like such an amazing human being in mm-hmm. general and that you can't help but factor that part in, I mean, with right. who you want representing the season. And so I think that that also has to factor in. And even as you said, like when she stumbled, she didn't even really stumble all that far. I mean, yeah. I don't think she really had a moment where it was like, oh, this is her Achilles heel. Right. I, I never got that once throughout the mm-hmm. season. And I think that that's something we saw with Bob. We never really saw that. We never saw that with Bianca Del Rio. Yep. I mean, maybe the design challenges with Bob, but even then, like, I didn't think that Bob did that bad. Right. So, no. yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that she is such an all around solid winner. And 
I believe the correct decision, especially given the fact that Anitra, Lux, and Mistress will all be on All Stars and will all kill it. Absolutely. So that makes me feel not as bad for them, right? Because I know that, look, losing is the new winning, right? Definitely. I was really thinking about this. And if we were to have an All Stars that really only focus on like the past, you know, 13, 14, 15, just Mm -hmm. those queens. We're going to have a kick-ass all-stars just with that. We've had some really stacked casts, and I honestly think production reasons are the reasons why maybe 14 or 13 at times felt too labored or long or whatever, and it wasn't the queens themselves. And there's definitely personalities that maybe were um, a little uh, divisive. I was going to say decisive. Uh, Divisive, um, whether... But, like, I would love to see... And I guess this would include 12 too, but I would love to see like Crystal Method and Diabetti be on the same All-Star season. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just something like that where just, I don't know if you saw the video of them earlier this season when they were both at Roscoe's, but their dynamic is mm-hmm. so funny. Um, and when they were making fun of the twins and everything, it was so good. Um, but I just, honestly, I really think that we have some really interesting queens from both this season and, you know, the past few. So I think we've got... I don't know, another 30 years of All-Stars ahead of us. <laughs> well, good, because on, I believe, May 12th, we're jumping right back in to All-Stars. So we've got a <sighs> few weeks off, take a little bit of a breather and a break, uh, but we will be back because, look, yeah. we're cranking them out just because they have so many people that uh, that they can uh, choose from, right? So Yeah, and the rumors are a fly-in that there's also going to be UK versus the World 3 and then World All-Stars, which will probably be hosted in the US. Yeah. Wah! So Yeah. <laughs> we are we are blessed. A plethora. Uh, Our cup runneth over. Yes. Let's go through and let's talk about some of the individual performances. So yeah. Amon had talked about how Mistress was his favorite of the four beth Mm -hmm. who is yours so i really liked mistresses i thought lux's was a lot of fun i thought anitra's was safe um i liked anitra's song the uh one like i would say probably anitra's song was probably my second favorite but Mm -hmm. i think that she was probably very shaken up after from what i understand they like paused production for quite a bit that caused quite a bit of a time after the dancer got injured. And I do now that we know that, or at least those of us who didn't know ahead of time know Mm -hmm. that. um, I really think you can kind of see both the dancers and the performers, the drag queens just kind of be like, Oh, right. How is this adjusted now? Like Mm -hmm. when they're performing. So kudos to all four of them for pulling it off because even when I learned that and went back and watched each one, I was like, okay, maybe that explains why I felt like a couple of times were a little rigid or now I walk over here rather than having it be natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought all four of them were great, but I will say Sasha's was my favorite. I felt mm-hmm. like every detail was planned. The choreography was great. There were like kind of throwbacks to things that she did, like even as early as the talent show and like the like the little spikes and the head cracks. And, yeah. and like mm-hmm. there were things that were just like, proving that she was a goddess throughout the competition. And I Mm -hmm. thought that through line was great. I agree that I think mistresses was the one that like, especially when she got lifted up and did that split and everything. I was like, thank you for continuing to blow away expectations and defy expectations and prove why you are a 
force, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, on, I don't know. I really liked Mistress too. And Scally's poll, I actually voted for Mistress last week. I didn't even mention her name when we said like who. I kept going back and forth all week long about like who, if not Sasha, who, right? Right. right. Um, and so I don't know. I kind of ended with Mistress. Mm-hmm. So. so I would say that. I agree with Sasha probably being my favorite. I, you know, when I first watched it, obviously hers is the last one. So mm-hmm. it kind of blew me away was the last upon rewatching it. I stand by that decision because of what felt like all the levels and all the references and all these like smaller cues that if you're really paying attention, you can pick up on those kinds of things. I also enjoyed mistress's drag delusion through line. That was very yep. fun. Lux's was so Lux's reveal, by the way, really cute. I loved mm-hmm. it. Not like super, super dramatic, but the way that they had choreoed it was mm-hmm. just, I thought, really fitting with the song. I thought that that worked out really well. Um, it just sounded so much like Willow Pill's song, like yeah. I hate people. So that was just mm-hmm. a little bit of like, I think I would like this more if I hadn't heard Willow's last yeah. season. So, but that's not her fault, right? I don't blame that on her and put that on her at all. But that was just something that I had picked up on when I was watching. But I think it may actually, because I, maybe you know more and I don't. Um, I think that they were very active in the process of writing the lyrics and mm-hmm. um, the development of the songs because the they made references in their packages about like, I wanted my song to have this vibe to it or this feel. Mm -hmm. I worked really hard on the the lyrics. And for a few of them, like I think Sasha was the one who was performing the vocals uh, versus, but Anitra's wasn't. And I also kind of felt like Lux maybe performed hers. And so I don't, I don't know. I feel like they had much more say in the music this year, maybe than last year. I don't know. I don't know. know. But I'm happy you picked up on the lyrics thing or the vocals thing, too, because I knew obviously I was like, okay, Anitra's not hers. Lux is. I was like, that sounds like her. Yeah. Is that her? (laughs) So then I just spent the whole time being like, did they just auto tune Anitra to hell where like it just sounds like a completely different person? Was she doing the voice (laughs) and singing in the voice? (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. So, um. Yeah, so that was that was very interesting. And one thing I really liked about Lux's was her giant head in the intro. <laughs> I don't know why so I random. loved that. Yeah, it's it so, so random. random. You know why? You know why we liked it? Because we didn't expect that from her. She's right. always just very like, look at how beautiful my face is and my body is and everything. So when you come out with this big, like, honestly, it looked like one of those like Trump things like I don't know like I just like but like was kind of like making fun of it and having fun and everything I was like that's the Lux that's gonna win an all-star someday somebody who's willing to do that to be able to incorporate that right I think that that's just so silly and goofy and weird but also still like fashionable too like I don't know it's just her outfit was great oh my god speaking of outfits though Sasha's interview outfit oh yeah yeah I know can we just have a moment (laughs) Uh, she's a profesh says <laughs> oh well and then also with her the reference to maybe i am the dumbledore of drag like mistress you muggle that whole reference too it's like and then oh, she has that moment where she you finally get to see her be kind of shady and everything mm-hmm. and i was like oh she can throw shade too i love sasha like it was great course you can and anitra too i just want to give my final props like when to her first performance i was like this song is a bop i'm obsessed with this song um the rewatch was when i also now having known about the 
choreo things and the issue with the dancer like then that also was like oh, okay yeah that's why it maybe didn't feel a hundred percent of what i expected from anitra so when you said safe that was your interpretation of her performance i would co-sign that just because yeah. it didn't feel knowing what she can do it didn't feel at that level uh but yeah. those issues may have caused part of that feeling definitely all right is there anything else oh yes we need to talk about miss congeniality malaysia <laughs> yes miss congeniality think was gonna win miss congeniality i don't know because when when malaysia got announced i was like malaysia and then i started thinking about it and i was like but who like if not malaysia then who sasha okay well it can't be sasha because she's in the top two mistress like because because the queen's vote right so i was like okay who it's could the get queens, the consensus yeah. of votes like even if mistress has people like lucy who would probably not vote for her she might have maybe enough fans to vote for her but i just thought malaysia was an interesting choice so i was in a group chat with some people and we were talking about this and we were all convinced spice was gonna win oh i didn't think about one of the twins we were like i just kind of lumped them together as the twins like either one yeah. could win but i really think that spice would have probably been a choice that like you know clearly got along with everybody kind of like was endearing to everybody mm -hmm. and that kind of thing but i do think that um when the queens have a say in who they're going to vote for I think that oftentimes factors that we're not seeing on television are are the things that put up there i think Maybe Malaysia was really helpful in the work loom. Maybe they, uh, you know, I mean, clearly the twins consider both Mistress and Malaysia as their drag moms. So I do think that there's obviously relationships there that we didn't get to see because MTV cut hours of TV out of our, um, yeah, out of our thing. So I, I think it maybe made sense. I was going through and I was like, if it's not the twins. Which it did sound like even the top two were eligible because Cornbread's rap, which was fun, yes. mentioned both Sasha and Anitra in it. Yes. So I guess maybe all queens are eligible for it. And so there was a part of me that was like, watch them but give both Miss Congeniality and the crown to Sasha. Can you imagine? Uh, well, I, I was trying to. So I know that Lux and Mistress were on stage. Mm hmm. But I don't know if the other two were. So I thought maybe they had just written it to include everybody. Like Cornbread gotcha. had just written it to include everybody, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they were eligible. Although at first I did think she was just going to list like the queens that were in the running for it. And I was like, gotcha. Marcia, okay, interesting. <laughs> but then everybody yeah. got a verse. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I figured Marsha's not getting it. Lucy's not getting it. Mistress <laughs> isn't getting it. Lux isn't getting it. Those were the four I was very confident. And then I was like, it's unlikely Irene's getting it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Irene, Poppy, Robin, Amethyst, like the sort of first swath of queens. So then I was going through and I was thinking, OK, who's in the middle? And I thought, if not the twins, and they say that the top four can't do it or the top two or whatever. I thought mm -hmm. I could see Selena win it. I could oh, see Selena. Yeah, I could see. And then I thought Malaysia was kind of like my second or third choice out of those. And then I actually thought it would be Robin, then Amethyst, then Jax. And I thought mm -hmm. it was like that kind of order because it seemed like Robin got along with everybody mm -hmm. and it seemed like Amethyst got along with everybody but they were so early in the season but also like Lala Ree won it and she got out really early in the season so I don't know there's no drag math behind it that we can mm -hmm. fact yeah. ourselves yeah I think um yeah I think that with 
with the queens voting, it's like good. It's it's good. I'm happy that they made the move to the queens voting because Miss Congeniality, like, yeah, okay, you want the queen? It's like the most congenial to all the girls. Um, but then sometimes it makes it like so hard to predict because you're just like, I mean, what do they like? You're trying to predict right. what the queens think and where they would vote, but also like what voting blocks are within the queens too? Because if you have something polarizing where it's not a general consensus of one person, so yeah, I don't know. I would be. Sh- I really want to see the votes. I I need to know who voted. They where. used to put that out on Wow Presents. I feel Maybe like they, they did it. For um, season ten or eleven, they they had an extra where they went and they asked like, "Who did you vote for and why?" Um, mm-hmm. But did you see the top four reacting to Sasha's win like live when they had in the background? And Mistress was being like, "I know you voted for me for Miss Congeniality, and the twins voted for me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think she's trying to get five thousand dollars out of Anitra and, yeah. uh, and Sasha. I was living; it was great. Oh, it was also. Great. Props to Lux for keeping the references going. She mm-hmm. referenced Alaska's um, red carpet, pink carpet look, and then also referenced her losing the crown when she was like, like getting down in her seat and crying or whatever, like with one yeah. hand over her face and be like, congratulations. And it was like clearly a joke, but I was like, you better work with the references. It's so good. I mean, I can't wait to see how this turns out. She got that one on the stage. That was fantastic. Willow, uh, we mentioned cornbread. Uh, Mm -hmm. Willow, our previous winner. I I agree with what Amon said that I'm happy that the the, both cornbread and Willow got some time to actually speak and that Willow brought up like, look, I've been struggling in the past year. And if the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race can struggle, like it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. I like that we were able to dedicate some time to that. And I think Willow looked gorgeous. It didn't feel necessarily at first like a Willow look, but the more I looked at it, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see this. I like this for her. Mm -hmm. Me too. I thought it was great. All right, Beth, is there anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? Um, Just quickly with the Jinx Monsoon um, performance. um, I, I don't know if people really realize how much Jinx being on Broadway actually helped Broadway and definitely Chicago. Um, Chicago, probably for the first time in like 20 years, had like standing room only um, and brought a whole new audience to go see musical theater. Mm-hmm. And I would not be shocked. I have no data to support this, but I would not be shocked if other shows saw a rise in ticket prices or not prices, uh, sales. I'm sure yeah, there was a rise in ticket this. prices. No! It's already so expensive. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I have to say Sweetie Todd was so good, but I am not eating for a month. Um, um, That was an expensive ticket. But that said, I, I, I loved that. What I, I'm going to reiterate something I said in the beginning. So I apologize for being repetitive, but I know that there were people who said, I wish that we would have been much more. Let's teach specifically about, queer culture while you have an active audience and just focus on like trans and queer people only and this kind of thing. But I loved let's bridge the gap. Cause remember the drag race audience is not just the queer community watching. Mm -hmm. It's people who are maybe trying to learn about drag or queer culture or people who are watching it as families. There's kids, there's all these things. Right. And I loved that we can have Jinx, who's an incredible talent. Um, Honest to God is just 
one of the most talented people and she uses drag as her art form and was able to use drag as her art form as also a non-binary trans person herself mm-hmm. to then go on Broadway and play a cis woman. Incredible. Yeah. And then sponsor that by being like, here's our queen of all queens. She won this past year. She's doing amazing things. Look at how great drag artists are in just the general world. If you want to go see Chicago, you can see a trans woman. You can see a drag queen on stage performing at the same level as all these other people, as if not a higher level yeah. than some of these people who have trained only for musical theater. And I love this like normalization tactic that they went from. And I completely understand those that were wanting it to be much more like queer um, you know, rights advocates focus, but this is its own form of ag- advocacy. Um, and I loved that. And Rue knew her name. So uh, I was so disappointed <laughs> in that. I was really hoping that she would make a reference at the very least to being like yeah. our queen of all queens. What's your name again? Your name and just again? like and like make it a moment. But I think that I don't know. That was just so funny. To me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or maybe I was hoping Jinx would like slide in a reference to it if Rue didn't just to, as a callback. I thought that would be or funny, it would have been but, great you know. if she was like if Jinx did it to Rue. Like, yeah. what was your name again? <laughs> oh, yes. It was great being on your, your, sh- whose show? Your show? Yeah, it's something who's like that. Drag Race? Who's Drag Race? Uh, <laughs> Sasha Goldby's Drag Race. Uh, mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, one last thing is the, um, the Bob Mackie segment. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, I got a little scared because I was like, did Bob Mackie die? I, I like, thought the same thing. Oh, no, he's alive. Oh, okay. Whew. But the name is the Giving Us Lifetime Achievement Award, which is fantastically named. So I'm I'm hoping that this is just the first year and that they continue to do this tradition. I'm so down. And yeah, also, like, you don't have to wait till people pass away to give them their props. Like, yes, you can recognize people while they're still alive. So like that. Who would you like to see win it next year? Oh boy. I mean, I would hope that then, so, you know, to have Bob Mackie, which as you mentioned, is someone who's sort of like been able to bridge the gap and like be more in the mainstream culture. I would hope that they would pick someone maybe who is like more of a staple that's really only known in the queer community. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that that's sort of the pool of people that they potentially choose from, because I just, I don't know who, who they would go to. I mean, Bob Mackie has been a staple on the show too. So literally yeah. since the first episode mm-hmm. as we saw him be the guest judge so it just i haven't even begun to comprehend like yeah. who would fill those shoes next year i love the idea that we did someone in fashion so maybe somebody in a different area mm-hmm. of culture that has significant ties whether it's music or theater or film or people who are advocates and fighting for rights in different ways or something like that i think that would be really interesting um, i agree all right. I think it should be Vanessa Hudgens. She's really into voguing right now. She's really into voguing right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's it, Beth. It is. We have discussed everything from this finale, and we are going to say adieu for a few weeks because as we <laughs> mentioned all stars is coming back streaming on paramount plus may okay may 12th is a date that i saw is that the right date may 12th i think so because it was either may 12th or may 8th and those were the two dates I've, in my head yes. i can't get out of my head so and may 12th is a friday so that makes more sense than a monday release so let's go with that yeah. may 12th 
Beth, Aman, and I will be back to cover that season. Of course, super excited. Can't wait to see what All Stars has in store, but let's enjoy our couple weeks with Sasha Colby as our reigning champion and of course the whole year with her as our drag icon. Beth, what do you have going on and where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Augusta Wind 11 on all my social media. Um, and uh, I'm just covering Survivor at this point on my my weekly meltdown. Um, and at some point, Tyler and I are going to do some kind of Pokemon uh, tier list, which will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where you can catch me uh, in addition to the wonderful coverage that you get, obviously, with Survivor here on uh, Rob Has Podcast. Yes. And speaking of that, I did the RJP BNB this week by myself. Mike was off uh, doing special things, survivor things, uh, but he'll be back next week. But this week I had my very own partner in crime, Puya, join me with YouTuber of both Survivor and Big Brother content, as well as a few other smatterings. Peridium came Yay. in to talk about this wackadoo episode we jumped into the casuals corner of it all on facebook pretty put together a game about reddit so i think it was really good to get a survey of what everybody is sort of feeling about this episode because boy it was a wild one Mm -hmm. we and i are also covering the mass singer so that is going on um although we might have a week off because we think it's a recap episode and like if nothing's going to happen, like, <laughs> anyway, so keep an eye on our Twitters and you can follow me at Liana R-H-A-P on Twitter to stay up with all of our podcasts, announcements, and all of that fun stuff. You can follow Amon at Amon Adwin. You can find this podcast as well as so many more wonderful things that the R-H-A-P community is doing. Rob has a website.com slash Rahap Ups feed. That's R-H-A-P U-P-S feed so check that out and if you are interested in leaving your star ratings and reviews for us on itunes you can do so at robswebsite.com slash drag race so thank you to the whole rhap team for all their help behind the scenes and we'll see you in may ah. <laughs> bye